0: Hello, hello, hello. The bell has rung, and welcome once again to the Doctor Digital Podcast. Another great episode coming your way. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Chapter 11, the American Healthcare system. Because, she smiled, and I will deny a word of this if you repeat it publicly, in the last campaign I threw a party for the judge, and I donated a large amount to his last election effort. I dropped a check at the front desk for the required $10,000 retainer, and I left Deborah to her business. I had cashed in all my stocks from the startup I worked for, slept overnight assisting seniors at elder care for cash, and did nothing but work knowing this was going to cost big time. I left Deborah for Mrs. Arthur's, where I spent the night to moonlight. Exhausted, after checking in with Mrs. Arthur and saying goodnight to the deer who visited nightly on the remote estate, Then bidding my problems adieu until the morrow, I fell asleep immediately. Sometime during the mists of night, I awoke hearing off in the distance the sound of wham! It was what it sounded like, a head-on porcelain and blood gushing. As her health declined, I took care of Mrs. Arthur, who is a blue-blood, tried-and-true Pennsylvanian. She is diminutive in stature, but as sharp as a tack and as alert as possible given her advanced age. The family belonged to one of the oldest and most established manufacturing firms in the Philadelphia area. The family estate is an old farm with a main mansion dating to the 1700s. I slept above the kitchen in a tower overlooking the estate. This is the old servants' quarters with tiny bedroom and a separate bathroom. So for Mrs. Arthur's birthday, and coincidentally Catron's birthday the same day, that's where I was. Mrs. Arthur was sprawled in the bathroom between the sink and the old-fashioned round bathtub unattached to a wall like modern baths. Her legs were akimbo and she had a brightening red rivulet emerging from a gash on her head. Her eyes were oddly peaceful like a deer who had been hit and was caught pleading for help in the headlights, but at first she said nothing while I quickly grabbed a towel, first holding the towel to her head, and then with my other arm I wiped the crimson red off her legs. I sat her up and placed her legs back in a modest position and tactfully pulled her nightgown down. I don't know what happened, Mrs. Arthur finally managed to get out. I had already pushed the alarm button, a good suggestion I made, apparently, to directly tie us in with a service that automatically dispatched an ambulance. No need to worry, Mrs. Arthur. I'll take care of you until the ambulance arrives. Thank you, Paul. You are so sweet, and she managed to squeeze on my arm. "'How was Catron's birthday?' she inquired, "'never missing a chance to care or think of others. "'I don't know, Mrs. Arthur. "'I called, but there was no return call. "'Child, all things come to those that wait. "'Yes, ma'am. "'We sat and talked about the goodness of God "'until the ambulance guys arrived "'and checked her out as fine for the night. "'The $100 cash I earned that night didn't matter much, "'and I convinced myself that I was needed by someone at the time. "'Mrs. Arthur.' I am needed by Mrs. Arthur after all, wasn't I? First Catron's sixth birthday passed, and then my birthday came and went, without any contact on our respective days. The court makes no allowance for us to share or be contacted on birthdays. This was her first birthday that I missed, though with no fault of my own. No call from Anne about any birthday plans. I called and wished Catrin a happy birthday. No return call. Mrs. Arthur's day caregiver knew a therapist, so the following Tuesday I went to see her. Some of my friends call me Jingle Bells now, but it's okay. I like that nickname. The young woman, who only came once to our therapy group, said. She had closely cropped hair, dressed in a black leather jacket that, despite the heat, remained on. Not a drop of sweat ensued. The group chuckled. Where did your nickname come from? Rusty, one of the longtime vets, inquired. I went out for a 2 a.m. jog in my hooded sweatshirt, my sneakers, some shorts, and no panties. I have this thing about jogging without any underwear ever since I got my hood pierced. So anyways, I went out jogging and I heard this clinking noise. I stopped and the noise stopped too. Then I thought it was some bugs making noises, so I kept jogging. The noise also continued. I then thought that I had change in my pockets, but it turned out that I didn't have any pockets, the black leather said. Hmm, what could it be? asked Max, the nominal leader of the inmates. Uh, I mean, group participants. Well, I have both of my inner labias, Pierce, and I realized that it was rings in my inner labias making that entire racket. It's a patented talent of mine, Leather explained. Thanks for introducing yourself. We have another new member. This is Paul. Janet, our group therapist, who has a master's in psychology and is a national certified counselor, said, can you introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Paul, like you said, and I'm really here to deal with being divorced from my daughter. And why is that? Why separated from my daughter? Yes. My wife seems to have taken off with her more than once, and the courts have not seemed fit to let me see her as much as I'd like. Is this a custody issue? More like a battle. I don't see Katrin, that's our daughter, being cared for well enough by her mom, and when I can see our daughter, she is with a friend of my wife. Single moms do need support, you realize? Of course, I'm just trying to see our daughter. I can be supportive by being available as a sitter. How can this group help you directly? I'm not sure. I mean, it's really about my concern regarding Catron. I feel like you are judging us, like you think you know you are better. John, another participant, stated, You don't think you have problems. This sounds like denial. You remind me of my father. I'm not saying I don't have problems. It's just that my parents are really great people. I don't have problems from growing up. I have them now, though, in the courts, with people. Paul, nothing harmful is intended in my comments, but you need to relax and settle down. Trust the group and the therapeutic process. I'll stick with the group. I'll see what I can do. Great. Janet ended and my thoughts swirled back to Katrin. I'm not sure if this group can help me. Who is missing? We have an unequal number lined up. Censor Michaela Audrey, principal of Holy Spirit, called out at the Welcome Back to School father-daughter softball game. The fathers lined up in pairs with their daughters. This is a time of friendly competition and bonding for dads and daughters and a long-time tradition at the school. I don't know where Catron is, I responded as the odd man out on the court-ordered day to see Catron. Okay, let's play with who we have, sister's acknowledgement implied she understood. I wondered how much she knew. "'Play ball!' she yelled. September came, and with it the dog days of summer arrived as I caught sight of Catron's bus on Conestoga Avenue on my way home from work. Catron was not coming from her school, Country Day Academy of the Holy Spirit, as I expected from first grade. The bus turned on Selena Street, and up ahead, Selena and Anne stood waiting. Anne had her hands on her hips, looking very much like a movie director, Selena stood off to the side while Selena's kid and catron came off the boss bus together. This is Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. Mick, as in Jagger, except he's got more money. Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. The Doctor of Digital, like cotton candy for your ears, Deus Volt.